Welcome to the Financial Residency Podcast, where we are devoted exclusively to the financial well-being of physicians and helping you achieve the financial freedom you deserve. This is your financial residency without the long hours and sleepless nights. Let's welcome your host and primary care physician for your finances, Ryan Inman. Hello, and welcome to the launch week of the Financial Residency Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Inman, and before we get started, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and I'm honored, and I really appreciate you guys being here with me today. So I'd like to jump into what the podcast is going to be about, and a little bit on my background, then kind of jump into where we're taking the podcast and the journey that uh, we're going to take together in your financial residency. So financial residency is going to be all about educating you in the finance topics that you didn't receive while in training. I'm married to a pediatric pulmonologist, and I know that you didn't have any formal training in personal finance, and you're not expected to know this stuff. I really wish you guys had some training so you can better protect yourself, but hopefully this podcast will help serve as that training and help educate you guys and arm yourselves so you can uh, make the best financial decisions for your family. So a brief little background on myself. I am a fee-only financial planner over at Physician Wealth Services, which is the firm that I started a few years back. And I work exclusively with physicians and physician families. What I do is I help physicians understand what their goals are and help them formulate their goals and then create a custom plan, a life plan really, that helps them go down the path that they truly want to help them achieve their dreams and to really have laser-like focus on what those dreams are and how we're going to achieve them together. What I'd like to do is tell you a little bit about my journey and my life plan and how this kind of all came about. And so my journey started many years ago when I met my wife freshman year of college over at the University of San Diego. And I was getting my undergraduate in accounting. Uh, She was going uh, pre-med and she matched into uh, med school in Kansas, which is where she's from, NKU. You know, that was uh, a tough decision for her because we had been dating for several years and, you know, we decided to try the long distance thing out, uh, which was extremely tough. And, you know, I know how busy she was studying and everything. While I was in grad school, I was traveling every four or five weeks back to, to see her from San Diego to Kansas. Thankfully, she matched out in Orange County, California for residency in PEDS. And while we were there, I'd moved from San Diego up to there. And while we were there, I was working for a fee-only financial planner. It was a, an amazing experience. And I would have kept working there. But Taylor, my wife, had matched into fellowship back down in San Diego in PEDS Palm. I really knew we were going to get ready and kind of settle down and start a family. And so, you know, we had always been saving a good amount of money. We tried to live off one salary and save the other. And so we had a a little bit of a down payment ready and we wanted to do the American dream kind of thing and buy a house. So we started looking for homes and I had done some significant research and found some new homes in Carlsbad, which is about uh, 25, 30 miles north of where she'd be working. And we kind of forgot how hard the commute would be. So it ended up being an hour almost each way, which was tough for us. But, uh, you know, we, we basically put down a down payment. And once we ended up closing and moving down there, um, we were basically house poor. 
it was really frustrating. You know, as two people who tend to save and don't spend it on extravagant things, you know, the mortgage ate up a ton of what our savings used to be. And it was really kind of an eye opener. We, we had basically always been good savers. And now a majority of that savings was being consumed by this nice, beautiful, expensive home, which, you know, play the world's smallest violin for us, but it, it wasn't really what we wanted. To give you some context, we weren't married yet. And, and all of our finances were separate. And I had really left Taylor's loans, medical school loans, up to her. She was amazing and being conservative and, you know, living at home and in-state tuition. And she did a, an amazing job. And she only had a, like 120000 in loans when she finished school. And we decided that, you know, we were going to do PSLF. The program sounded amazing. PEDS, as you guys are aware, doesn't pay as strong as other specialties. And so we were going to go that option and, and let the government kind of foot the bill after, you know, 10 years. You know, she was doing a great job keeping her certifications up and everything, but I kind of left everything up to her in, in terms of her loans. And when we ultimately got married and her loan payment skyrocketed because now my income counted, we were really kind of in a tight squeeze. So about a, a year after we had moved in, you know, looking at that house a year after we moved in, we, we knew something was off. Like the mortgage was eating up a ton of our payment. We now had a lot higher student loan and we really weren't living the life that we truly wanted. And we had a ton of questions and, you know, we kept wondering if this was the right thing that we were doing. And so we, we sat down and we had a series of some real serious talks about our family and the direction we want to take. And we were doing some real serious life planning. And now keep in mind, like, life planning, true life planning, like isn't taught in any school or textbook. And this is something that, um, you know, when you go through training and any learning, like, you know, and studying to be a financial planner, it's all the, the left brain stuff. It's, it's all the math and, and this, this right brain kind of life planning concept isn't taught anywhere. And so this was really some uncharted territory for us. And I didn't even realize at the time what it was called. I just knew that we were doing it for ourselves and, it, it really did make a difference in the long run. So as we sat there trying to figure out, you know, what our life plan was um, and what we wanted, to, wanted from life and what our goals were from our careers and in our home life, we realized we had to make some big changes. And at the time that we ultimately pushed us to do it, we, we realized it just wasn't her and I anymore. We had a, a lot of things to consider with a newborn on the way, our son, Wyatt. And um, just for the record, we ended up having two kids during a three-year fellowship. They're 20 months apart, and life got real crazy when we really focused on what we wanted. But we ended up going pretty drastic. We sold the house. When I realized there was a pretty good profit in there, and in just 14 months of owning the home, we really got lucky and caught the, uh, the big bounce in San Diego. We decided to sell the house and to rent somewhere closer to her work so she didn't have to drive very far. I think it ended up being like five minutes down from like an hour. And I'm going to save a lot of this story for another episode because it's it's a pretty unique story about how we have went about paying off her loans. But, you know, to cut a little bit short here, we ended up buying some rental property in Vegas and saved a portion of the profit that uh, had came out of the home but we ended up buying a, a couple homes in Vegas and figured it would, you know, with the calculations and estimates, it would be about five to 10 years to, to pay off her loans while we were acquiring this real estate and maybe sell one or two of the homes to pay off a, a remaining balance. But, you know, as of 2000, the end of 2017 here, we have paid off all her loans by selling some of this property, uh, which was neat. But I'll, again, I'll save that for a, another episode. 
So as we were sell, you know, looking at the opportunities and we sold this home and moved closer, we started really talking about what her life goals were and her career goals. And, you know, she's been, she, she's so much smarter than I am. It's crazy. She's been published several times and, and, you know, she's a great pulmonologist. I know she's, she's helping sick kids all the time, but for her and for me, the work-life balance is really important. And she wants to spend a lot of time with the kids. And actually when she finished fellowship, she took, you know, I think four or five months off to really just be with the kids. She's been working hard and studying hard and, you know, the calls and, and everything has just been so hard. And then we had two kids during fellowship that, you know, one of the big things for her was, is to be able to take several months off and not worry about the next paycheck. So some of the savings that came from the house helped that, but also we had been basically living off my salary and saving hers the whole time up until the home. And then once we sold the home, uh, we had another you know year and a half or so of that savings coming back in to replenish kind of what we didn't have anymore. So that was kind of the life goals that she had. But but for myself, my career goals and life goals kind of changed. I was still driving close to an hour each way to work. And I was working, you know, eight to, you know, seven. I was not being able to spend time with my family and see my new son and really spend quality time with him other than on the weekends. And I was in somewhat of a temporary career job or temporary job because I had moved south about an hour and a half for her fellowship. And my ideal job had always been in finance. I had during grad school worked at Merrill Lynch for a little bit and then branched into KPMG because I came out at you know, pretty much the middle of 2008 with the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression and jobs weren't readily available. But I'd been trading, you know, a TD Ameritrade account since I was 15 years old and had to have my mom open the account for me. I've, I've loved personal finance for as long as I can remember. And it's what I've always wanted to do. But I kind of had this realization that as we were doing our life plan together and how it actually formed and what we were really doing and having unified goals that are pushing us in a direction, I realized that this is something I could actually do for a living and that I can help people, physicians and physician families, just like ourselves down this path and help them realize their life plan. It's what I really enjoy doing. And it wasn't something that, you know, we're just how we want to live our life today and, and getting caught up in the American dream in the society and whatever everyone else tells us is normal things to do. We wanted to look three, five, ten years down the road and, you know, get past the numbers and and realize that this was real life and that real life planning is what I really enjoyed doing. And so I I took my experiences, my expertise, my education, and realized that I want to help physicians down the same path. And so a few years back I started Physician Wealth Services and you know, I know it's tough and I know that it's not easy, but I do know that it's achievable because of what my wife and I have done now. And that I choose to work with people specifically that I can relate to because I believe I truly can make a difference in their life. And I know that I want to be the best financial planner for physicians that I can be. And that's, that's really my why. And ultimately it's the why of starting this podcast you know, over this journey that we're going to take in financial residency, I'm going to help you guys realize your goals and realize your potential and give you the foundation and the groundwork that you're going to need to live a happy, successful life and to protect yourself from other people out there that don't align with your values, that are trying to sell you products and trying to sell you, you know, insurance or horrible investment ideas. 
So where's this podcast actually going? And, and obviously we're going to build that foundation of knowledge and financial knowledge for you guys. But how's the format going to look and everything? And so what, what I've come up with is, you know, we're going to be interviewing experts in their fields. We're going to be talking with Travis Hornsby from Student Loan Planner. That's coming up pretty soon here. And you guys are going to get a ton of great information out of that interview. Uh, we're going to be talking with Holly Johnson all about credit cards and traveling frugally. Uh, we're going to be talking with John McCarthy, who's a CPA, all about uh, ways to lower your tax bill. And if you're opening a practice and, you know, what to look out for and talking with Chris Burke, who's an attorney in San Diego, a, a good buddy of mine who's extremely knowledgeable in estate planning. So I hope you guys enjoy the content as much as I am creating the content for you. There's a lot already been created. There's plenty more on the way. I'm really looking forward to helping you guys jumpstart your journey into financial residency. So if you want to learn a little bit more or sign up for the seven-day free email course, head over to financialresidency.com. That's financialresidency.com. And see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Financial Residency Podcast. This episode has ended, but your financial residency continues online. Head over to financialresidency.com, where you'll find links to any resources mentioned in today's episode, along with other valuable tips and information that will help you regain your financial freedom. That's financialresidency.com.